0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. Today's episode is going to be really special because I have a guest appearance from Vance Baldwin. We're going to be talking a lot of different topics. First, we're covering the NBA. We're going to be talking about some teams that might be being slept on, some other teams that are a little bit overrated. we are also have to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and who is going to be their biggest competition coming out of the East. Um, We're going to then go into best bets. We talked about lines in the NFL. We also talked about his New York Giants, obviously being a New York guy, he's a diehard fan of the Giants. Um, The turmoil has been serious over there, so we talked about some possible solutions, how things could change, and what's going wrong with them. Then we get into the best bets, the lines, all that kind of stuff, and we finish off with some player props. Be sure to stay tuned for it all. I'll try my best to get timestamps located down below if you just want to skip to your favorite segment. Appreciate you all for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Who do you think is the biggest threat to the Bucs? Because it's, it's got to be the Celtics, right? It's the Celtics. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's... I don't think that there's another team that has a roster constructed well enough to even be in the conversation other than the Celtics right now. Um, considering Miami lost some some, yeah.
0: some, some key pieces,
1: guys And um, Cleveland has never really been in the conversation, especially with... I think Donovan Mitchell's unhappy there right now. I've been hearing some stuff about that. So, I mean, I, it's to me it's clearly the Celtics. Um especially because them getting Drew. Drew is that was yeah, huge H-P-H. because now um you know, that's a guy that played with Giannis and knows the Bucks system. <clears throat> of course, it's going to be developed more with Dame there. Yeah. But I mean that's on the defensive end that is huge for the Celtics it's
0: huge like this there's not a lot of guards that can keep up with first off he's a really good scorer still in himself like obviously he's known for his defense but like the fact that you have a guard of that kind of like versatility it's like that's like the perfect dame not that you're gonna stop dame but like if you have an idea of how you can slow down dame drew is like gonna be that guy in theory
1: and he also knows Giannis so well as a player that when because that's that's the Celtics Celtics huge issue right now is they have Horford and Porzingis yeah who are their two guys that are going to kind of rotate on Giannis and I mean Horford has done a decent job in the past he's had some moments he's had moments yeah but I still think that having Drew there just to be on the floor in the team defensive schemes is huge not only for Dame. But for slowing Giannis down yeah. too, e- even though I don't think they'll be able to. I no. mean, Giannis is going to do his thing around the basket regardless. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's going to get his
0: for sure. I mean, they're um, both going to get his. It's just like, that's one of the, again, like we know it doesn't take like a scientist to be like that pick and roll is going <laughs> to yeah. be the best. It's going to be the most unstoppable well, play. You know what I thought was in the league. Uh,
1: really... Uh, interesting too was uh, that I didn't actually think about much was on JJ Reddick's podcast. He was talking about I'm not sure if it was him or is it was I think it might have been the co-host who brought up the point of the inverse pick and roll. Yeah, where Dame is setting the screen for Giannis. Yeah, and and that got me thinking too because I'm like, wait, that's pretty nasty.
0: It's super Just nasty. Just considering <laughs> like
1: like Giannis. I, I mean, I wouldn't say he has handles, but he can handle the ball for sure. Yeah. Um. And that inverse pick and roll with, you know, obviously their regular set pick and roll is just going to be something that.
0: It also helps. Yeah. Middleton and fucking well, that's Lopez no, can shoot the shit out no, of No, but
1: that's what I was saying. It's like, dude, you're literally putting Dame, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, like all these guys around Giannis. Yeah. Who are like career great three point shooters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's unreal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, Even Portis can shoot the three, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> especially when he's just sitting his ass in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if there wasn't, if, if another team came out of the East, especially with everything that's going on right now in Philly. No, with hard. Yeah,
0: that's a disaster, dude.
1: But, <clears throat> one thing that I do think is interesting is uh, Tyrese Maxey yeah getting a a bigger role I love Tyrese
0: Maxey. He's he, so he good. Did,
1: he's going to create issues for a lot of teams. Um I remember when Harden first got there I thought that that duo of Embiid and Harden was going to be really good, which it showed it, 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 it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was regular it was, season. For sure, but well, um, different. But I I don't know, I there's something about uh Joel's play style I feel like where It just doesn't... It just doesn't seem to always mesh with other... I don't want to say big stars, but he's very demanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you watch a Sixers game and it seems like every time Embiid's actually on the floor, he's getting, like, 80% 80% of the possessions yeah.
0: I don't think it's a problem with Embiid though in my opinion I just think that's That's just Harden like I think Harden's a diva And I think Harden needs like he's getting In his own way continuously and obviously like I'm not in the building like I don't know what happened with right. the President but like obviously Like he literally said today like it's Completely like unrepairable Like what's hap- what's done is done And like they're not going to fix it so it makes It like it puts the Sixers in a terrible Spot where it's like they have zero leverage. Obviously, they need to get rid of the guy and they need to trade him. Uh-huh. But, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, a team can come in and lowball him because it's, like, no matter what, they know they need to get rid of him.
1: Well, here's the thing, too, is that <clears throat> the a, a lot of teams in the past that have had dominant players never reach that next level because they have... They're like a one-trick pony. Yeah, yeah. They get you know what I way. mean? And, they, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then so once they figure out how to shut that down, they're not dynamic enough yeah. to be able to get to that next level like all the great teams do. So in terms of the East, I I would be shocked if it wasn't uh, Boston or Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. the only thing that stops Milwaukee is just health. Right. Like if those guys, like, like any team, but like – and obviously it's hard to like count out the heat just because – feels like we always count them out and then like next thing you know see
1: that's the thing is you can't you can't no you can't can't. just because of the way jimmy just enters that i mean i remember even as a team dude Dude, i remember there was a point in the regular season where they had jimmy's uh point per game line at like 19 and a half points yeah you know what I mean and and that's just so disrespectful to Jimmy he doesn't care about that he's there to win games and get into the playoffs well that's what I was going to say
0: even beyond Jimmy and obviously we know playoff Jimmy is like 100% a real thing and he's really good in the playoffs but even beyond him like this Heat team is just always just different when the playoffs come around like don't forget they didn't have Hero the entirety of the playoffs I know and like they made that crazy run and bam was playing insane defense and fucking Struce and Vincent and now Vincent's gone but those dudes were shooting the shit out of it it was like i don't know there was a lot going right for that team and they it was one of those situations where it was kind of like Struce is on the Pacers now isn't yeah he? no is he
1: let me let me let me double check yeah. I, mean, I know i think he's on the,
0: the Cavs oh you're right yeah i think That's he's on the Cavs yeah. but um it was like kind of like one of those things where this is a different sport, but the example still fits. It's like the Rams a couple years ago. The Heat just got—they peaked at the perfect time. They were like a seven seed, right? I'm not making that up. The Rams? No, no, no. The, the Heat. They oh, were a seven oh, seed.
1: Oh, oh. Um. Uh. This season? Yeah.
0: This past. I, I. They were like seven or six.
1: They, yeah. I mean.
0: I mean, either way. I
1: doubt that they cracked the top five because you. Have, no, they didn't. You, I mean, yeah. You have the the Kings were like where the, where the Kings were super high. The Kings in the uh, West, though. No, but I'm saying, oh, you're talking about just... Oh, I thought, you meant, Eastern, I thought right. you meant in favorites to win. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking oh, about, like, okay. I'm talking about their yeah, actual season. Yeah, no, they scene. definitely, yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. Yeah, because I know they were no higher than five, that's for sure. But either way, my point that I'm trying to make is they were just coasting by in the regular season and they were barely above 500 and then the playoffs came and they just got hot. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, It's Spolstra, it's Jimmy, but it's also, like, it's just this team. Like, they have a way where, like, the playoffs come and they turn it on. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not even, like, the Clippers thing where they're load managing. Like, these guys are playing throughout the season, but it's just, like, they just get by. And, like, as long as... They were a fucking playing team.
1: Well, they just find find a way to win games. Yeah. And win series. Like, I remember when the lines came out for the Celtics Heat series, and I saw that the Heat were, I think, plus 295. And i automatically bet it just yeah. because it was like how like to me this is a coin flip yeah this series no, is literally a coin flip. Yeah. as good as the celtics were all season and
0: it just, it's again it's like you, you know
1: their track record
0: you know their track yeah. record exactly that's what it's yeah. exactly what i was about to say where we haven't seen the celtics get over that hump like it just hasn't happened obviously they made the finals the year before last um but like it's just consistent getting almost there but not quite making it the distance right. and we've seen the heat you know make the finals two or whatever it is two out of the last three years two out of the last four years whatever it was um so it's just one of those things where it's like you can't count them out anymore like you can they're always going to be in it and for those reasons like the heat are just like they're in a besides the bucks there's the east is not that deep yeah it's, no they're not at all
1: yeah I mean, compared to the west yeah the west <laughs> is deep as hell um but I mean, also a thing with uh, the, the Bucks roster is guys like Pat Connaughton and Jay Crowder, and um, for
0: God, Jay Crowder's been acting.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jay Crowder. That's a that good team. pickup for that That's team. Dude. Yeah, so like good three and D Those, those are guys that they need to, um, you know, be productive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially to win a championship, yeah. you can't. You're not going to win it with, you know, with five guys, obviously. Yeah, I mean,
0: we just saw that with the Nuggets. The Nuggets were like eight guys deep. That's why they won it. Obviously, they have the best player in the world on their team. But you can make an argument that Giannis is also the best player in the world. You know what I mean? And it's going to be a very similar formula to what we just saw, where Jamal Murray is going to be in that, like, or sorry, Dame Lillard is going to be in that Jamal Murray role, and then vice versa. But it's like, it's just, it's going to be so stupid.
1: You know, know, it's crazy, too, now now that you say that. I was so impressed by Jamal Murray's just his shot making. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Over the course of the yeah. postseason, it's not like and, there was easy shots. <laughs> right there, they were yeah, really yeah. hard shots. You know, step backs, these different pull like pull up threes, and it was just it it was it was stuff that you usually don't see people making at that high of a clip. And now that I'm thinking, that's a great duo, Murray and Jokic. Yeah. And that shot making by Murray was insane. Yeah. And then when you think of this new duo in the East with um, with Giannis and Dame, the only dude in the NBA. I, okay, that's a little bit of a stretch, but Dame is the one guy who could be like, oh, okay, shot making
0: anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. So it's, Literally like, anywhere so it's
1: like obviously he hasn't. He's proved himself to to be a shot maker yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. but um, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna look scary if if this team reaches the potential. <laughs> See. I, I personally believe that this the potential that the Bucks have, if they reach their full potential and the Celtics reach their full potential, I still t- I'll still take the Bucks.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely. You know too. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, yeah. and I think that's just mostly because, like, also it comes down to, it's like we just saw we're literally two years removed from, and I get it's a different core and like Drew Holiday's there now and Kri- Porzingis is there now. I get that, but we just saw. It. Giannis Single-handedly like break down the Celtics young core and take them to the finals then end up winning the finals against that Suns team where it's like This he's done it before and now he's got Dame there to like release some of that pressure And it's like you can't pack the paint because fucking you have Dame Lillard And you're gonna have to be playing like there's literally not a spot on the floor once you get past half-court They can make it from anywhere and it's insane
1: but also you know Dame throughout his whole career has been a very efficient pick and roll player yeah and he's been doing that with use of nerd yeah yeah exactly like now he's doing <laughs> yeah Giannis. yeah that's that's you know there's levels to that there's, yeah there's totally different yeah. scenario so
0: yeah and before we get into like because i want to talk about sleeper teams in the nba this yeah. uh we obviously talked that the west was much deeper and i still think you have to say the nuggets are the favorites but and it's sort of like a similar conversation as the East but since the West is so much deeper do you still think the Lakers are the second best team? Uh,
1: I mean I, I mean yeah I mean you, I guess you, you know you kind of got to give it to them because yeah, they so made too. it to the yeah. Western Conference yeah, yeah. finals That's I and their too. team is better and than it was I think so year. too yeah so it makes sense but I mean you know the Suns are also if they Gel and, and yeah. you know, play together. It's you know that's another scary team. I know we spoke a little bit earlier about how Dallas is a good team. Obviously, you know great player, but they're you know they're lacking defense, yeah. especially. Yeah, uh, and, and they
0: have to me, Luca, and I think the Suns are going to run into this problem too where they don't have... The reason why Giannis and Dame are so fucking scary together and the reason why Jokic and Murray are so scary together is because they complement each other so well. Like, their games are just... They're different. And the problem with the Suns, in my opinion, is, like, Beal, Booker, KD, all their games are very similar, and they're very, like, ball-dominant. And it's the same deal with Dallas and Kyrie and Luka, where it's like they do the same things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Beal is going to need to take kind of obviously going to need to take kind of a backseat role sure, yeah, in sure. that lineup <clears throat> and just be a shot maker and you know, make, make the right play yeah. because when you have Devin Booker and KD on your team who are arguably the two best scorers in yeah, the NBA, yeah, absolutely, yeah. number one and number yeah. two, um, you can't, you know what I mean? You just can't uh, try to be too ball dominant in that lineup. I'm, I glad, completely agree, yeah. I'm glad that they got a, uh, Aiton out of there though no hate to Aiton I just I don't know it just wasn't working
0: I kind of like the idea of uh, this is something entirely different but I like the idea of Aiton going to the Blazers and kind of getting a fresh start and now like I think the Blazers kind of have a uh, like a Utah Jazz from last year type vibe going on where like no one's expecting them to be any good at all but like if you look at their de- their depth chart right. it's not that bad like there's some pieces there you can like like Jeremy Grant is not far removed from being really good Anthony Simons has had his moments in the league i think Scoot Henderson's going to be really well, really good here's
1: here's what i wanted to ask you is who do you think is going to win rookie of the year scoot you think Scoot's gonna yeah. win?
0: Yeah, but the problem is, is Scoot's not gonna win a lot of games because so, it's like, but, okay. Oh, but yeah, we have oh, fucking Wemby's gonna win it. I'm no, but, but you know why? No, I'm you tripping. know why? You know why he? he I might forgot not, though. Did.
1: You know why he might not? is yeah. this is a good point? I've been seeing people bring up is there's a new uh, rule this year where I think you have to play 65 games to be eligible. Oh, be eligible so you don't think to he's do. gonna play enough games? I mean, uh, Pop system has always been to like, yeah. rest yeah, guys. Yeah. He's huge on that. And also, you know how they have this new rule where you can't have, like, the two... OPs yeah, right. sitting whatever? Wemby's well, not an all-star. He's not going to be... Yeah. He can sit whenever. Yeah. And, um... Honestly, the more I look at it, I think that, um... I, 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 I know this might be kind of a crazy take, but I don't think it is. Is I think that Chet's going to win it. Only because of this reason. Because
0: the Thunder are going to be way better. They're going
1: to be way better. And he's playing with Shea. Yeah. In the, um... You know... Uh, you know, he's got a good team. Lou Dort, Giddy, Shea, and also. Jalen Williams. Yeah, Jalen Williams. And also, I, I, I think uh, Chet's going to average a double double.
0: Yeah, he will. Yeah, he's going he to he pull will. down
1: 10 boards. And um, Scoot, I, I anybody that has Wemby as the favorite, I can understand why, but I just don't see it only because. The game's played. The game's played, and I don't think he. like Wemby could rebound the ball, but he's not a rebounder. You know what I mean? He's he's more the guy who's like, you get it out to him. But also defensively,
0: he has like a whole nother level that I don't think Chet brings.
1: I don't know. Chet's a, Chet's a rim protector.
0: But like, Wemby is yeah. insane. Dude, did you I see that you. steal he had where his fucking... Dude, he had a foot. Yeah. It's insane, bro. He literally had... One of his toes was on the three-point line. The other one was damn near at the free throw. It's ridiculous, it's ridiculous dude. Like, dude has all the tools in the world. But um, going back to the West really quick and yeah. talking about, like, the contenders there. Because, yeah, I think it has to be the Nuggets and the Lakers. But beyond that, there's still, like, going back to the idea of, like, players that complement each other's game. I don't think the NBA in this current state is, like, I don't think it, you can get by. You can win games, but I don't think you're going to win a championship by the whole, like, your turn, my turn thing. Right. Like, the, like the yeah. KD, Devin Booker, yeah. like... It's okay. This possession, you're going to take over. You're going to run the offense, and then the next one, Booker's going to take the ball down the court. I don't think you can win a championship that way. No, you can't. And I mean,
1: I mean uh, you know, who proved that was uh, the Rockets with Harden.
0: Yeah, exactly. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. like
1: he was all ISO ball. Yeah. And once teams started shutting that down, they had nothing. Yeah. To go to, um, and then obviously they brought in Chris Paul to try to. Help that out, but it it still didn't because Chris Paul is Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Chris paul's great, but still, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, ISO ball is not is not gonna is not gonna win you championships. Yeah, yeah. At way. least
0: not anymore. Like maybe it did back in the day, like, but I don't think it will anymore. Um, and that's I guess we can move on to some sleeper teams in the NBA. Um, so I got a couple. I want to hear your thoughts. But but before we do that yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm going with Chet. Okay. Yeah. For, for, for I'm gonna go Wemby.
0: I'm still so gonna, go Wemby. gonna go. Wemby. Oh, I don't know yeah. if he's gonna play enough right, games so you're switching like, it up from Scoot. Yeah, I am. Oh, well, yeah. I, honestly, I just I don't know why I completely like I've just blanked on Wemby for a second But yeah. honestly the the games played argument is a good one and I would still go Say Wemby's not eligible. I'd still go Scoot because I just think oh. dude, I think Scoot has it All right, like so, yeah. I know he's not a shooter but he's got kind of like that Westbrook, D-Rose. Like his athleticism is insane.
1: Even though Chet didn't play last year, he's been in the league for a year. He hasn't yeah. played. I think that he's more acclimated to, even though Wemby did play professionally overseas. yeah, I think he's acclimated to the system a little bit in terms of the travel and th- those different aspects. You of can it.
0: make an argument the injury almost helped him.
1: Yeah, no, I think it did. Yeah. I think it did. Yeah. Uh, but that's another thing. I mean, we saw in the Drew, I think it was in the Drew League when LeBron it, went at him. Yeah, yeah. And he was out for you, season after yeah. one play. Yeah, literally. I mean, that's really with well, those see Well, did you see, see Wemby
0: yeah. flex the muscles on him? Yeah, I know. Yeah, tough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so. Sleeper teams. Yes. All right, got you. I'm taking Chet. <laughs> you're taking
0: Wemby. Wemby. All right, we got it. Yeah, we got it. Live, on here. All right. Um, yes, sleeper <laughs> teams. All right. First, I got the Pacers. I think they're being slept on. I still think they're they're really young. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton guy. He was injured yeah. a lot last year. They had a few injuries. Like, Miles Turner was dealing with him some injuries. Buddy Heald is still an absolute walking bucket. That's the only thing he can do, but that's a really good skill to have, especially in today's league, when he's averaging, like, 43% or whatever it is from yeah. behind the line in his career. That's fucking stupid numbers. Um, and I think Bruce Brown was a really good ad for him. I think the Nuggets are going to miss Bruce Brown because he can do a little bit of everything. Right. He's kind of like that Swiss army knife. And then they got Obi Toppin who's like, he's fine. I mean, he's not great. No, but, you
1: know what? I think he's a lot better than what... I, I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that the Knicks weren't utilizing him correctly That's, or yeah, playing I, him enough yeah, or I giving him that. consistent yeah. minutes. Um, and I i was i was actually looking up some of his stats earlier he in his short career has shot 32 and percent from the three-point line on games where he hasn't really been able to you know he's never really gotten consistent yeah there's no volume there yeah, yeah so i think as he continues to you know be on a team where he knows he's going to play every night his confidence is going to go up and he might start sh- he might you know 35, 36%, you know, just slowly get it up. And I think that, um, I think he's going to bring a lot to that roster. But
0: frankly, he doesn't even really need to be that guy because you you still have, Halliburton's a really good three-point shooter too.
1: Right, right. But, I mean, Toppin, uh, in, in, you know, if he needs to spread the floor in the corner or he likes to take that little short corner cut to the basket and he's also a lob threat yeah he's definitely a lob threat pretty good rebounder so yeah we've Um, seen that in the past i like that i like that with the yeah i think so too Um, especially
0: because just again when i think sleepers i think of like where they finished the year last year and they weren't even they didn't even make the play-in game and i think they're they're easily one of the best like in my opinion six or seven teams like i can't i'd have a hard time naming eight teams better than them right now in the east yeah. you know what i mean like you can definitely name four or five but after that i feel like it gets a little a little uh you know sus but i i, th- I have another sleeper and i think it's the spurs because i th- i just think Wemby's that good I, oh, yeah. and i just i like the way they've constructed this roster and i like the way that they're like bringing it all together they signed um what was the dude they signed recently they, he was he's been on their team they he, he just signed uh fuck. yeah if you could look that up really yeah. quick i'm gonna keep talking but um, I just like what they do. I'm a, I'm a big Jeremy Sohan believer. I like the Dennis yeah, Robinson. Yeah, he's a beast. I also just love like players like that where it's like he knows his. role. You're not talking about Kelvin Johnson, are you? No, I'm not. But Kelvin Johnson's a bucket too. Uh, yeah. um, oh, Devon. Uh, hold on.
1: Yeah, he writes. Yeah,
0: no, you're good. Um, and so I, yeah, I just really like the way they've constructed this roster, and I think Wemby is like as good of a generational talent as we've seen. Yeah. And forever. Um, where the fuck is this guy? Oh, Devin Vassell. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, he's really good too. And they just got him on like a pretty team friendly contract. Yeah, and I just don't think people realize that the Spurs are actually not as far away as people think. And I think it's just because no one was watching the Spurs last year. And it makes sense. I mean, definitely like a down year. But again, it's one of those things where it's like you can't count out a great coach. I like the pieces they have. And now they're bringing in, like, literally a -a once-in-a-generation type talent in a perfect system for him. Like, it's just, I hear you that, like, Popovich might not be playing him that often. But at the same time, if they're, they could seriously make a run... And I think Pop knows that. And I think that, like, Wemby is, he's coming in, he's fresh. I love, like, I don't know if you've seen, like, interviews with him, but I just love him as a person. Like, he's a great dude. Um, And I think he's got, like, a really good, like, head on his shoulders. And I just really like the way they've built this roster. I think it's going to be really interesting. And I think people are sleeping on him just because the West is really damn good. And there's a lot of teams to talk about. But I think Um, the Spurs have a lot to prove.
1: So, are we considering the Thunder, a sleeper team?
0: Cause they didn't I feel like the they're club. not, though.
1: I get it. I get it.
0: Because they've been talking really about not. a lot.
1: Yeah, they have been. Um, and, like, people know how good Shea is. I think that team should be ready to take the next step.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. But I don't really know if I'd consider them a sleeper because I think most people are expecting them to take the okay,
1: next step. I, I have a I have a, 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 a sleeper team for you here. Yeah, let me hear it. The
0: Wizards. <laughs> Dude, I, okay. I, and, I, I almost wrote them down. Yeah. I can't even lie.
1: I, I don't know. I think I think that's interesting, especially with, you know, they got Poole. Yeah. Um, they still have Kuzma. They got Tyus Jones, who was Tyus a Jones great is good. backup. Yeah. Uh, He's really good. Point
0: guard for the yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah. That's I, a big loss for the Grizzlies. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and just with, you know, that backcourt that they have with pool and kuzma that's going to create a lot of problems for teams and i think that there should win a lot of um regular season games
0: i mean they'll put up points they're going to score a lot of points i don't know how they're going to look defensively and i like the idea of pool getting out of golden state because obviously that kind of went to shit and draymond kind of forced his hand and got him out of there but i do like the idea of like pool getting a little more um Like, just more leeway, like a longer leash and, like, being allowed to, like, do his thing. And then I think Tyus Jones is just, like, he's so solid. Like, he does everything you want from a point guard. He's a true point guard. He can score. He's a good facilitator. Um, I actually really like that call-out, but I just don't think that they're going to, like, get over the hump, you know? Like, I think they're going to be competitive. And I think it's one of those teams where it's, like, they're, in my eyes, I see them as, like, dead average where... And what that means to me is, like, they can beat anyone, but they can literally lose to anyone. But, but the
1: thing about dead average is in the East, you know, even if you yeah. find a way to be gone slightly above that, yeah. you might find yourself in the play or... I mean, I doubt these. this is not a, a team that's going to make the playoffs, like, off the bat, but... they, but they you know, could be a playing team. They could for sure be a play yeah, team. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I
0: definitely see that. And then I mentioned this a little bit earlier when we were talking about uh, the West and contenders, but I think... Another sleeper team is the Blazers. I I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too high on... I I fucking love Scoot. I think Scoot's so good. I just, like, love the way he plays the game. I love, like, super explosive guards. It reminds me of, like, watching D-Rose and Russell Russell Westbrook when he still had it. Um, And then, honestly, I just like the way they built this team around him. I think Shaden Sharp's really damn good. High flyer, super fun to watch. And I think he's only getting better as a shooter. Anthony Simons has been super inconsistent, but there's been times where we've seen that dude literally take over games he just starts hooping yeah exactly like right. he literally is single-handedly took over games i still like jeremy grant as like right. that wing defender because he can do he can do a lot of things well
1: how about matisse Thybulf? yeah i mean that there was you a great go pick that's up. a
0: great pickup exactly and, and again he's clamps yeah. Matisse is yeah. clamps yeah. and jeremy grant's a great defender too so i just think and brogdon I know. they brought in brogdon yeah. brogdon's gonna be coming off the bench that's like a great
1: Ooh.
0: it's also a good do like they
1: hold on to robert williams i think so yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah,
1: Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, right? I like that.
0: Yeah, they have, like, it's, again, it's one of these teams where it's, like, they just have a lot of sleeper talent. I don't think people realize, like, how good they are. Course, and eight, you can't eight, forget eight. that DeAndre Ayton, I mean, there's a reason why this dude was the number one overall pick. Right. Like, obviously, it didn't really work out in Phoenix, but, like, they made the finals with him one year. Yep. And, like, he still was contributing to that team. I still am not, like, fully sold on him as far as being, like, You know, obviously, like, the comps for him coming out of college were just insane. Like, people were calling him, like, David Robinson and fucking, like, maybe the next Shaq and all this bullshit. He's obviously not that. But, like, the fact that, like, he just gets a brand new start in a new system and he doesn't really have to, like... There just feels like there's not a lot of pressure on this team to, like, win right now. And I think that's going to benefit them. Because it's, like, they know what their identity is. They just traded away the best player in their history or the franchise's history. And it's just, like... You have nothing to lose right now. And I, I said this earlier, but they're giving me Utah Jazz vibes from last year. Because it's like, they have a bunch of studs. People are kind of counting them out. And they literally, the Jazz, you know, traded away their two best players. Right. And I'm not saying they got better, but, like, it kind of helped with their identity. They You have nothing to lose. Right. Like, you've yeah. only, you just have to prove to the world, like, yeah, we're competitive. We're still here. And, like, you know, before the All-Star break, the Jazz were still making serious noise as, like, one of the top seeds in the fucking... West, So I just, I don't know. I think the Blazers are really being slept on, and I, I like their, I agree. their I like that a lot. One.
1: I like that one. So we have the Blazers, and then the other team in the East, or the team in the East that Pacers. you had was the Pacers. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Those, yeah. are, those are two good picks.
0: Yeah. And then you got the Wizards.
1: I got the Wizards, um, and then Anymore. I guess that means that I need to make a Western conference. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean it's it's tough because the West is so stacked so stacked um, but I I would probably I would probably agree I mean you also you also had the Spurs
0: yeah as yeah. a sleeper I, yeah you I agree mean, with that
1: I, I would agree with that yeah. uh, but then again like we're also not calling the Pelicans a sleeper team no
0: no nah, I, mean, nah, I, mean, I mean you can know, Zion's you can. Zion's, playing you can. You can. Zion's playing this but, year Zion's playing this year but like that's so, the thing like how long will he play <laughs>
1: Like, I mean, bro. He only has a certain amount of time to really, you know, it, he, he just can't keep getting injured. But that team is kind of nasty with Zion, it's super nasty. Brandon Ingram's, CJ McCollum, and Valanciunas. And like, they still
0: have um, Alvarado. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's that. I feel I feel like I'm cheating choosing that as a yeah. team because those are a lot of really good, yeah. proven players.
0: It's just again, I, it's just Zion is legitimately one of the biggest X factors in the entire league.
1: Yeah. Um, So, anyway, I'll just... uh, For what it's worth, I'll throw in the Pelicans and then agree with you on the Spurs. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah, and we also have the Thunder, but that's not really quite a sleeper, but like, it's fine. Okay, who's overrated? Because I think we got... Or, like, going to regress. Because I think the most overrated team in the league is Dallas. We brought it up earlier. I just don't think the your turn, my turn thing is going to work. I think they're going to be a mess defensively. I just don't see a whole lot of, like, greatness in their roster outside of... Like, if they had... Like two or three really dominant rim protecting bigs. Yeah. I could see the argument. And you can say like, oh, you can space the shit out of the floor with Luca and Kyrie. And then you've got like these massive, you know, dudes in the middle that can clog up lanes. But like, I just don't see that on their roster right now. I should pull up their roster.
1: So, you know what I will say about that is Mark Cuban is a motherfucker. He is a motherfucker. So, <laughs> so, you never know what he's willing to do if this team isn't winning games or playing to, to That's a good point. You know, you never you never know what trades he's willing to make and he has though, I mean he's we all know he's not getting rid of Luka. No. He's not getting rid of Luka. No. And I'm not saying he's going to get rid of Kyrie, but we've all seen how you know,
0: but who's gonna he, want Kyrie to? I,
1: I still think a lot of teams. I still think he's not like Harden, really. I mean, I think he's
0: kind of like Harden, dude. Yeah, he's, he's like—I'm not saying he's like an absolute cancer, like because Harden's a straight up like he's just bad for locker rooms, right? But Kyrie has had Kyrie has proven that he will be
1: a key factor—not even a factor, like a front runner to be like a, the guy yeah, who yeah. is gonna win you a championship.
0: But at the same time we've like bro he's gone from since he left cleveland we've seen him fuck shit up in in boston obviously boston ended up being fine they've kind of had their own like line of success but it didn't end up working out gone after a year went to brooklyn doesn't work out obviously covid was like a huge thing and getting vaccinated not getting vaccinated all that bullshit but like still he was a problem there they only played that that tree only played like 30 games together whatever it was and then he forces his way out of that ends up in dallas Uh, they are basically forced to pay him because they traded all that shit for him. They're not just going to let him walk. So then they pay him. And it's just, I don't, I just, I love Kyrie Irving as a player. I just, watching him play is so fun, but I just don't know how he fits into this team as a whole right now. I'm looking at the roster and it's not bad. Like Maxi Kleber is like a pretty good defender as well. I like Josh Green. I like adding Seth Curry just as like another guy that adds space. Tim Hardaway Jr. is still there, yeah. but it's just, it's tough. I like Jaden Hardy. He was balling out at the end of last year, um, but it just feels like there's not quite enough. I mean,
1: Dwight Powell and Maxi Cleveland are not going to, you know, they're, they're not going to hold down the paint for the That's what I'm saying. Defense. They're not going to be like... And it, already, you know. Luca is known to take possessions off on defense, yeah. and Kyrie is... Almost just not a bad there. defender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just so, like
0: again. It's just like a size thing. Like it's one of those uncontrollables.
1: So I just I don't know. They, here's the thing. I obviously, in, in my head, the expectation for this team. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but in my opinion, the, the expectation for this team is not a championship. Like I really don't think it is with the roster that they have right now. Um, and I I I, don't, I just. I just think it's tough because they just they just don't have the defense. Oh right, so this this roster that they have right now, no matter how good Luke is playing or how good Kyrie's playing, mm-hmm. the team that they'll be facing in the playoffs that is at you know like peaking as a team, yeah. they're not going to be able to stop them defensively. Nah, nah,
0: they're they're not,
1: not built to beat another team nah. in a seven game series yeah. that is a really good team. Yeah. So that's just – that's where I'm at. You
0: know what would be a crazy fun series, though, is uh, Mavericks-Suns. Yeah. Because you might see, like, 140 points from each team, like, every single game. Yeah. Like that – because the Suns are not very good defensively either. Suns have three guys that can absolutely get buckets. And the Mavericks, obviously, Luka and Kyrie are going to lead the way. But they also have, like, other really good shot makers. And Hardy was balling out. Seth Curry is a bucket. I mean, he's part of the Curry family. We know how good they can be. Josh Green can get his. So it's like –
1: Well, I mean, that's like – I mean the guard matchups in that series yeah, exactly. would just be ridiculous yeah. and um yeah that's another one where you might see 500 foul calls yeah in, what, in yeah. one yeah one no 100 you know I mean? and
0: yeah it's going to be a lot of stoppage but there's going to be a lot of fucking points and that would be electric to watch yeah um but yeah I, but i still think neither of those
1: teams would even whichever one came out of that series i don't think either of those teams when, is going to win
0: me neither me neither yeah. I mean again it's like right now it's just it feels like it's the bucks the nuggets and then like everybody else right and like maybe the closest teams after that are probably like boston and l.a but even boston and l.a is like they're not on the same tier as milwaukee or denver
1: yeah i mean the only thing i will say about that is the nuggets losing bruce brown and the Lakers gaining the guys that they yeah did. dude the Lakers did so well I mean I just think that that team I mean they got swept by the Nuggets yeah. in this past postseason but it was the Nuggets clean, were it, playing so well they also, were playing
0: ridiculously I w- it was a close sweep like it's one of those sweeps no, where like if you look at each game it was, they- each game was actually well, close after
1: and it's that's you know that's a funny thing to say it is close it is sweep. It is funny but after game one when the Lakers were down like 25 at and half and they ended up losing by I think five or six points yes. I was confident that the Lakers were gonna win the series yeah I really thought that they were gonna win the series but they just never made those adjustments and um, but I think now this season with the players that they have on their team now you know Reeves coming back from a great year um, I think that they're built if ads dominating yeah if ads dominating yeah. how he should. Yeah. How he They're, was. Right. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that but how we but how he also should Yeah, absolutely. He can't put back to back great games together. I mean, in the playoffs, it's like he'll have one night where he has thirty five and the next night he has like fourteen yeah. with like seven free throws or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh I don't know, I think that the Lakers could 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 definitely beat Denver. I think they I think they yeah, I think that I they think, could, especially I, think it's fair I and I know I, I said this earlier, but I can't see Jamal Murray's shot making be better than be it was. Be that good. Be yeah. better than it was, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. maybe even as good as yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, you would think players. it would
0: regress a little bit. I would think yeah, so. Yeah. I would think so. Also, I would, I would add this, and this isn't like, this is, again, this isn't like a crazy take by any means, but if the Lakers are going to win it all, they need AD, be, AD to be their best player.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron, because in a way, LeBron is still, even if AD's... The one dominating on offense, I still feel in a, in a way that LeBron is still their best player. Yeah, no, that's you fair. What I'm that's saying? so fair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Offensively, they need AD to perform. Yeah, and obviously, well, and, defensively, and defensively, when you're
0: fucking going against Jokic,
1: yeah. But that's the thing is certain teams. I mean,
0: well, like he's re- gonna get his anyways. Remember, yeah, yeah,
1: he's yeah, going his. I mean, yeah. <laughs> In the NBA, there's really like with those great players, there's no way to actually yeah. stop them. I yeah. mean, there was that there was that one point um, where they were like, uh, I think it was uh, in the Lakers series where they're were like, we're letting Jokic score. Yeah, we need to make everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Play like, perfect. Like, yeah, we yeah. need to make everybody else play perfect. Yeah,
0: no, so. the, it's like and yeah, it's just like when Jokic is making those like falling back, fucking behind the back, like That's soccer fucking throw what in type bullshit where it's <laughs> <just start> <laughs> where it's on. like yeah you're just dude like you can play perfect defense you're not gonna stop it it's just not gonna happen um but yeah moving on to i, do, I guess we can you want to want to go in on the giants want to start talking nfl um yeah all
1: right
0: yeah let's let's pause up and we'll fucking come back and rally in five 30. cool okay so, now we're going to get into NFL talks, talk about the New York Giants fans here from New York himself, obviously, <laughs> Giants fan in the building, so we're going to talk about Daniel Jones. Um, first off, I guess we can just start, are you the worst team in the league? No. 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 Who's and, worse? And,
1: and you know what? This is some pride talking here. Yeah. <laughs> Bears are worse. No, um, <laughs> No, no, hold no, no. Right um, now, they're not. I mean, that's week one thing. we were. But but that's the thing though about about these like teams that are all at the bottom of the league, um, is that any of them could really yeah, be any of them absolutely. on any given night. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. So um,
0: I think there is one clear worst team though, than who, the Giants. Who would you say? Panthers. I think the Panthers. Oh are the well,
1: team yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. There's I a would, reason why they don't have a win yet. Yeah. Um, I would say the Panthers. I still think even though. I'm gonna say that we're better than the Cardinals just because we beat the Cardinals, but in my heart, we're probably not better than the Cardinals, but I just can't get myself to believe that the Giants are the 32nd worst team in the NFL. Um, Uh,
0: I mean, it's between, there's, there's definitely like a, there's like a grouping of like the bottom five, and it's like us, the Bears, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Broncos... And then you guys.
1: I mean, I remember when you were posting predictions for the season. Yeah, yeah. And I think you had the Giants going nine and eight. I think I did. Which is fair. Yeah. For the beginning of the season, yeah. everyone kind of assumed. Yeah. Uh, and I remember commenting, "Nice list, but we're going ten and seven yeah. or something." Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And like after week one, I already wanted to delete the po- or the, the comment. The comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I t- I think I was saying in the I, I think I commented. <laughs> I think I said something along the lines of take Giants money line against the Cowboys. That yeah, league. but that was just a stubborn Giants fan talk. No, absolutely. That wasn't, no, we've all been there. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we're definitely. I, I don't think we're the worst team in the league. Um, but we are in that bottom five yeah, for sure. We're in that bottom five for sure.
0: So, do you think there's okay? So, next question: Who deserves the most blame?
1: Most to blame, I'd probably say um, – I mean, that's a tough question because who could you really point the finger at? Our head coach is just came off of, you know, coach, coach of, the of the year. year. And I, I remember talking to you about this the other day. It's not like Danny has, like, one huge problem that stands out. Yeah. Maybe for me it would be, like, sometimes just, you know, make that decision and throw the yeah. ball down the field, take that shot yeah. because – but I'm not saying it's Danny either. I, I, I really think, and I, and I don't want to make excuses, we have had to deal with some Indies. injuries. We've had, had to deal with some injuries, and um, you know, our line, our O-line can't stop anything.
0: That dude, Evan Neal is bad. Like, yeah. he, that dude should not be starting right now.
1: Um, I, I mean, the real question is, is not who's to blame but who's not to blame yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah like, i mean there's so doing many their things, job yeah. there's so many things going wrong with that team right
0: now yeah absolutely it's one of those things where it's like the it honestly reminds me of the vikings a lot where the vikings like barely skid by and somehow got 12 wins last year and now like they're regressing back to the mean obviously like they're not as bad as a one in four team now that justin jefferson's out they yeah. probably are that bad but like they realistically like One and four, like, that's not really reflective of how good that team is. Like, they're better than the Bears, you know what I mean? And we have the same record. Um, And obviously now Justin Jefferson's out. But the point that I'm trying to make is that the Giants, they had so much go right for them last year. Like, some of the games that they won, like, we talk about this a lot, but that Ravens game last year, right? There's, like, I can the Titans game. There's, like, a few of those games. That was week one, actually. And I think it just shows – how important Saquon in particular is to this team. Like, Saquon, when he's playing and he's in the lineup, yep. it's a whole different team. For that sure, is-
1: and, but the, the thing that I do wanna say when you when you talk who's to blame, I think that you'd have to just say, and this is a little bit of a blanket statement, but it's the offense. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we still have yet to score an offensive first quarter touchdown.
0: Yeah, that's insane, dude. Also, first that's, half also, that's when, like, you're supposed to get all the points because, like, that's when you have a script. Right, right. Like, that's when, like, everything's, like, um, very, like, planned and, like, you're not making adjustments yet. That's when you're, like, uh, like, the walkthroughs you have in practice the day before, all those yeah, plays yeah. you're running in the first quarter.
1: And a lot of the, you know, a lot of our, I mean, our defense obviously is not great by any means, but we're just turning the ball over a yeah. lot on offense to where we're just putting our defense in a shitty position yeah. all the time. Like, when we played the Cowboys, I was ecstatic In yeah. the, in the on the very first drive. On the very first drive when Danny drove the ball, I think, like, 70 yards or something like that. It was maybe 60. And he got it down to, like, the 10-yard line. We couldn't execute, get the touchdown, so we settled for the field goal. And once that got blocked and they scored off of that to start the game, I was... It was just the most gut-wrenching yeah. feeling as a Giants fan. Like, this is how we're going to start our season. Yeah. And that play set the tone for the rest of the season. Literally, so far. Yeah, yeah it, so far. 100% it has. So, and yeah. it's,
0: uh, it's just incredible that you guys were even able to sneak one out past the Cardinals. Because it was like the same thing. In the first half, you guys just had way too many turnovers and there was way too much going wrong. And then Daniel Jones had probably the best half of his entire career after yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the the Giants are almost at a point where, you know, they I, I still want to see them try and win games, but this is just not a team that has it ready this year. Yeah, yeah. It just isn't.
0: And it's just, it makes it tough because it's like, okay, this kind of leads me to my next question. Do you think you guys are going to regret paying Daniel Jones?
1: Honestly, honestly no. I, I don't think so. Just because um, he... Is under pressure so much that um, I, I just think when it comes down to what he does wrong as a quarterback, it's there's not really a lot you could pull from that. He could he could scramble. He it, you know maybe his progressions yeah. is, it can be shitty at times, yeah. but um, I don't think we're going to regret paying him. We just need to get him an O line and some weapons because last year he did what he did with. I think, what, Isaiah Hodgins and Sterling Shepard as his yeah. top Go two Yeah, to Bellinger when he was in the lineup. Slayton.
0: Slayton. Slayton yeah. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But it's also, here's a really interesting stat that my dad sent me the other day. Since 2000, there's only been four quarterbacks that have reached the Super Bowl with a cap hit higher than 13%. Um, Manning in 09 did it. He was at 18.8. Mahomes did it last year. He was at 17. Ryan, Matt Ryan did it in 16 when he obviously got shit on. And then Manning did it again in 13 when he took up 14. And Daniel Jones projected cap hits over the next four years are this year, it's the lowest. It's at 6%, basically 7%. And then in 24, it's 19. You guys are so me...
1: so we're making the Super Bowl next year is what you're saying.
0: No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that it's really tough and a lot of these teams, like it's not just a Daniel Jones problem. This isn't like just a Daniel Jones stat. Like obviously he's in the graphic you're seeing here, but like it's a lot of these quarterbacks, like Joe Burrow is like another great example where it's like they have a lot of decisions to make. Like I think when Brady was making all those Super Bowls and when he was in his dynasty, like he was never even in the top ten of highest paid quarterbacks. Right. And he didn't need to be because obviously he was fucking married to Giselle and he had like crazy off off the field, you know, endorsements and all that type of shit. But I think teams are going to realize, like, and my dad is like the number one ambassador of this, like, and he has, he's got a point. Like, look at the Niners, right? Brock Purdy's not getting paid no, no, no. shit. Oh, no. And that's why they have the ability to have the highest paid running back. They have the highest paid off or second highest paid off ball linebacker. They have the highest paid edge rusher, highest paid left tackle. It's like, and you can keep going down and down and down. Okay. And, and, like, it's one of these things where eventually the quarterback market's going to have to come back down to earth. And because relatively speaking, Daniel Jones is on a team friendly contract.
1: Okay, so I guess I'll rephrase what I said. I, I don't regret paying him. Maybe I regret paying him that much. Giving him as much as he got.
0: Yeah. And I've got the numbers here. The cap hits are, so the dead cap hit for this year, in theory, if you were to cut him, would be $81 million. Oh my God. Yeah, and there's a potential out in 2025. You only you're still paying him 82 million, but the dead cap would only be 22 million dollars if you cut him.
1: Yeah, I mean
0: in two years. But you're you're no matter what he's going to be on the roster the next two years. Just if you look at the yearly cash, you look at the and so this year his uh, cap hits only 15 million dollars. That's where I what I mentioned earlier, and that's why it's only like seven percent of the cap. But next year that number jumps up to 47 million.
1: It's, it's just tough because I had a lot of you know I had high hopes for this season yeah
0: and um, I think that's fair though
1: yeah I mean a lot of uh, you know a lot of I, everyone that I know that was a Giants fan felt the same way yeah. there was nobody that I talked to and was like you know we're gonna be shit we
0: might regress yeah
1: not not even we might regress but we're just gonna be shit right now we are shit yeah. we are shit yeah. football team. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's 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 tough but I don't know I, I, I don't think um, I, I don't think that this year danny's going to be able to prove that he is worth that maybe further down the line he he's going to sh- he's going to show some people yeah. but you know
0: it's just tough because like there's not and those uh, it's also one of those things where it's not there's not a lot of like clear-cut solutions to how you can fix it at least this year next year i'm looking at the number now you guys have 50 where was it oh yeah 56 million dollars in cap So you can sign free agents. There's like moves to be made there. And you guys have had, at least in the past few years, you've drafted really well. Um, But as of now, like at this moment, there's not a lot that they can do. One, because they don't have cap room. Uh, I know that Lael Collins, he's a tackle. He would play for you You're talking about
1: right now, this season? Yeah,
0: this season. Yeah, it's just a It's wash. out the window. Yeah, exactly. It really I mean, is. Yeah.
1: I mean, what 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 do we want? What do we ultimately what's the goal for this season at this point? You know what I mean? Is it to is it to make the playoffs and inevitably lose yeah. or like turn this whole thing around starting Saturday morning at 10 a.m.? like you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I I don't No, I or, don't know. I just think well, that's like what I'm so like do you think cuz do you think you could trade someone like like, is that what you do? Do you just start trading assets? Like, do you get what you can get for, like, someone like, let's say, Leonard Williams, who's got, like, a really big cap number? Because, you're obviously, you're not going to fucking trade Dexter Lawrence. You're not going to trade um, Evan Neal. Or not Evan Neal, sorry. Andrew Thomas, your tackle. You're, like, do you trade Saquon? Because... Uh,
1: I mean, it's an, always an option. See what, see what people are willing to give you for him. Yeah. Um, I mean... I think that the only thing to do, like you said, would to be sign free agents yeah. and continue to draft well. There's, yeah. there's, you know, I mean, there's not but much. But as far as
0: this year, do you think you guys are sellers? <laughs> like, do you think you're just trying to get rid of what you can, like, can get rid of? I mean, that's... Because t- we were talking about this last what, night. What, what, how, like, in the draft, it's, like, it's almost like a lottery. Like, the more tickets you get, the higher your odds. Yeah. Just like, so, do you just, like, try and stack up that's, that's, draft picks and just... That's like,
1: tough because you just signed Danny to, to this c- contract. So, it's, like, are we really going to... Blow gonna it up. Blow it up just to... But...
0: And normally um, the first place where you blow it up when you are rebuilding is quarterback.
1: Right. And... You know, who knows if Saquon's coming back next season.
0: Oh dude, I've got a crazy hypothetical. I just thought it in my head, like right now. Who says no? If the Falcons call up the Giants and go, yo, we'll give you two first round picks for Daniel Jones, who says no.
1: I mean, I don't I don't think anybody's saying no to that. You do it? Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I would for sure do it. Two first round picks. Yeah, two first round yeah, picks. Yes. I mean I would do it. I would I would for sure do it. Yeah. No doubt. Um, what about a
0: first and, like, a fourth? No.
1: We're no. taking All two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I would, I, I don't even think that, of course, you know, the front office would hesitate. Yeah. But as a fan, I wouldn't, dude. You know, yeah, you know. I
0: wouldn't either. No, I would I would make that trade, especially, just, again, where your team is at right now. And, yeah. Atlanta could definitely make an argument where like there could be a quarterback away, and Daniel Jones can move. He's got some wheels. Like he right. could fit that system, yeah. um, and I think it'd be kind of just fun to think. Because I think I don't know. It's funny because I think both of our teams are in the potential. Like I think Justin Fields in Atlanta would be disgusting.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> and also, I mean, you know, this week we play the Bills. At, yeah. Tough. You know. Sunday. Uh, Sunday Night Football, yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. And then we... <laughs> Did you see the gone. spread on that game, dude? What is it?
0: 15 and a half.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's also in Buffalo. Yeah, it is in Buffalo, yeah. That's kind of tempting, but um, I'm also not going to get let down by... Absolutely not, it. yeah.
0: It's also... I get why, because it's like when you see a spread that large yeah. in a fucking oh, professional yeah. sport, you're like, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, But then we, you know, then we play the Commander's... It's a tough divisional game, always. Always. Uh, and then the Jets. Tough. Yeah, it's like, then we play the Raiders, who, shout out Adrian, He tried to, he's trying to get me to go to the game with him. <laughs> it's in Vegas? That's, it's in Vegas. That'd be sick. Um, I, but it's just like, our schedule is just like, the, the more I look at it, the, the, like the only game that I look at and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, here we go, other than the Raiders, the Raiders. is the Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots and, and we don't play the Patriots seven more weeks.
0: Yeah, fuck. I mean, <laughs>
1: we just have such a tough schedule. Before the season, when I was looking at the schedule, I was feeling a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. now it's just like, let's just say this: I'm glad we got that win against the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, bro. Because
1: if not, who yeah. knows where the state of New York yes. would be at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I feel bad for uh, New York sports in general. Like, I don't know, it's just
1: But But you got to think tough. about it, though. It's like last year we had uh, the Knicks won a series against the Cavs. Um, no,
0: last year y'all had a great year. Yeah,
1: last year we had a great year. Yeah, But this year... Hopefully.
0: Well, also, last year was so great because there was no expectations. That's true. Like, no one thought the Giants were going to be as good as they were. No one thought the Knicks were going to be as good as they were. And yeah. then there they were, winning winning playoff games. So good for them. Um, okay, do you want, do you want to get into bets?
1: Uh, yeah, let's definitely do it.
0: All right, so for the next segment, we're going to get into our some bets. We're not going to like necessarily talk about like best bets or like what we like the most for locks, but we're going to go game by game, talk about what spread we would take, and then maybe once we're done with all of it, we can go back and talk about some bets that we actually really do like. Um, first off, starting in London, already had the game on Thursday, so we're not going to talk Chiefs-Broncos. Chiefs already covered the spread in that one. Titans versus Ravens. Ravens are currently four point favorites over under 41 and a half. What do you think?
1: This one's tough. Tough. Just based off of how the Ravens really have been a l- underperforming yeah. a tiny bit, even yeah. though their record is still pretty Lamar good. Lamar is
0: playing out of his mind. His receivers are letting him down.
1: Yeah. Um. And especially last week against the Steelers. Yeah. Just didn't look great. But Yeah, um, they should have won that game. I mean, regardless, I think I'm still taking Ravens minus four and a half.
0: Okay.
1: I, I still think that that's fair. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans covered, but I would take Ravens. Give me Titans
0: plus four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just like it's one of those like gut feelings where I really like the Titans' run defense. They've always been really good along the defensive line. They're really well coached. I can never count out Mike Vrabel. Um, again, we haven't really seen it all from Lamar and some of his receivers. I could also see a world where Lamar ends up going crazy, has like 300 yards to the air. That could totally happen. But I just like the Titans to run the shit out of the ball, work Derrick Henry, run the clock, and I think the Ravens win by a field goal. Okay. So that's Titans plus four. The, that's
1: the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's in London. Anything can happen.
0: Anything can happen. Um, Up next, we got Falcons at Commanders. Falcons are currently two and a half point favorites, over under 42 and a half points. What do you think? That's a tough one. It's, it's a weird spread. Yeah. But, um I, I mean, it's I, in Atlanta. I, if it's in Atlanta, I'll say that.
1: I'm taking the Commanders.
0: Oh, I'm taking Atlanta, bro. <laughs>
1: I'm taking the Commanders. Damn. All
0: right, we got two different ones to start off. Uh, give, me, give me a little something.
1: Um, In in terms of my reasoning yeah, for yeah. that, um, I just – I don't know. I just don't think that the Falcons – I just don't think they're going to be able to put – You know what? Either way, it's such a toss-up, but I'm taking the Commanders because I feel like they've been playing solid football over the – Majority of the season. Besides last week, yeah. Besides last week.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they took the Eagles to hometown. So,
1: yeah. um, I think that, this is, oh, okay, this is in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll still go the Commanders, because it was, it was my initial,
0: Yeah, um, fuck it, stick with your gut, dude. Yeah,
1: my, I, I, I didn't, I actually thought initially, because it says them second, yeah. I thought that they were home. No,
0: so on this one, the first team's the home team. Got it. These, yeah.
1: Um. You know what, then? I'm going to have to go Falcons. Yeah. I'm going to have to go Falcons. Because it's a two and a half point. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm my, not, it's, I, I would go Falcons.
0: Yeah. My entire logic is because the Falcons are at home. Desmond Ritter is still undefeated as a pro at home. Crazy. Yeah. I don't even know if he's done a pick at home. Crazy. Yeah. Um, he had 300 yards last week, his best game of his career. Also at home. Uh, I just like them to keep it rolling. I think they cover the spread at two and a half Falcons.
1: This next one's interesting. This next one's interesting. Yeah. Yeah
0: bears versus vikings right that's what you're looking at yeah yeah good bears versus vikings bears are currently three-point underdogs over under for 44 points obviously justin jefferson going to ir right kirk is probably going to be using tj hawkinson a lot in this one if you have any fantasy, make sure to start him up because he's gonna have a big big day what do you think
1: i mean are we riding bears riding after, bears. after last week I, I think I so to. too I have to i at think home, so too yeah
0: JJ going to IR. I don't think Kirk's gonna have enough time. Our pass rush finally started doing something in the past couple weeks, um, and I just think, yeah, at home tone setter Vikings are like kind of in a downward spiral. Kind of can't get out of their own way, and their best player is now injured and in, on IR. So yeah, I like that Bears. Bears Sweet. plus three. Give me the dogs. Um, up next, we got Bengals versus Seahawks. Absolute must-win game for the Bengals. Their season is effectively over. They brought it all together. Jamar Chase had a huge game for him. Joe Burrow looked the sharpest he's looked all year long last week against the Cardinals. Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under at 45-and-a-half points. I really like that over just off first glance, I right. might need to do a little more digging on that one. But Geno Smith still dealing over there. Love his receiving core. Joe Burrow looking the healthy he's looked all season. Yeah. Love what they've been able to do with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase versus Devon Witherspoon, the rookie corner. Going to be a really interesting matchup. But who are you taking?
1: With a two and a half point spread, I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals. I think season. I am too, yeah.
0: I like the over of 45 and a half as well. I think it could be high scoring. I think this could be really fun to watch. I mean,
1: the Bengals are at home too yeah. in this one. I I might place that now. But <laughs> um, No, I really like really the Bengals in that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, what do
0: we got? Up so, next, 49ers going into Cleveland. Deshaun Watson's is still out in this one dealing with a shoulder injury. The over-under is ridiculously low at 35 and a half points. Niners are currently nine and a half point favorites for good reason. Obviously, the they're the best team in the league right now. Deshaun right. Watson's still not back. Who are you taking?
1: I'm gonna let you start this one. Off.
0: Okay, bet. on This is tough. Yeah. But I'm still yeah. taking the Niners. Yeah. yeah. I, I could. I could totally yeah. see that. And like obviously, like I never want. I'm probably not gonna place this on a ticket because nine and a half point spreads are just scary. It's that's, wow. that's a shit ton of points. But. The Niners are the best team in the league. Like I've, We've seen it time and time again. I told you guys to take the spread last week against the Cowboys. They fucking whooped their ass. The Browns have a really, really damn good defense, but defense is not going to be enough when... I forget who... I think P.J. Walker is starting for them um, at quarterback. They benched Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He started for them last week. Uh, did not look very good in his first start. P.J. Walker has had some moments in the NFL, but overall there's a reason why the Bears cut him. Um, he's just... Not that good. And the Niners are a really, really damn good defense. The Browns are a really good defense, but the point I'm trying to make is that when you have a bad offense, it puts your defense in really tough positions, especially if you're turning the ball over consistently. I would be eyeing the over just because 35 and a half is a ridiculously low total, but then again, the Browns might not even put up a point by themselves. So yeah, give give me Niners, nine and a half. I like that. You like that? Yeah. All right, cool.
1: Um... What are we looking at for this next one? Texans-Saints? Yeah, Saints Texans at Texans. Uh, the Saints defense played really well last week. Yeah, they played other um, ones. But uh, Keenum starting for the Texans? No, he's not. Is he? I think Is, is he not starting? Is,
0: CJ Stroud's out?
1: I, I, was, was he not? Re- no, 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 no. Never mind.
0: Okay, I was about to say. What happened? Yeah, yeah. CJ um, Stroud's been balling out, too. He's been having a ridiculously good start to his rookie year. Still has not thrown an interception, which is fucking crazy. Dude, I kind of, I
1: yeah, that's tough.
0: I fell for this last week, but give me the Texans, dude. Fuck it. Yeah,
1: that's not. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I, I wanted, I want to say Saints, but they're not home, and uh, you know, who knows if their defense is going to put back to back great weeks like that together.
0: That's what I'm kind of thinking. I think they're coming off like a really emotional high. I think they come back down to earth a little bit. And I think Houston's really salty. They lost that game last week because they fucking had it. I don't know if you watched the end of that game, but Desmond Ritter put a two-minute drill together. They ended up driving down the field. Youngway Koo did his thing, as he always tends to do. But this is, like, this is a hospital line. Like, this is a – I'm not going to be touching this. No, that's a coin flip. Yeah. Like, I'm – but I guess if you put a gun to my head, I would go Texas. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just as underdogs at Mm -hmm. home. I like it. Kind of the only logic I need. Up next, we got the Colts going into town, visiting the Jaguars. Anthony Richardson going to IR. But Gardner Minshew, probably the best backup quarterback in the league. He's more than capable. Ended up rallying the troops last week. They've got a W. Um, they're actually playing really well. If I'm not mistaken, they're 3-2. The spread on this one, Jaguars are 4.5-point favorites over under 45.5 points. What do you think?
1: I think uh, I think the Jags will cover
0: Ooh, I like the Colts. I
1: think the Jags are because I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a big week.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think he's like going to have a big week. I like so, that.
1: Um, I'll give this one to the Jags.
0: I like the Colts. Um, you never know with these divisional games; they're always close. Again, Gardner Minshew, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. I like the Colts four and a half. Yeah. Don't have a lot else to say. Up next, this is one of those shitter games. Panthers going into Miami. Miami is currently 14-point favorites. Over-under 47.5. Take the fucking over, guys. Miami might drop another 70-bomb.
1: Right.
0: Um, yeah, Dolphins. Just give it Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. I don't even I mean, know what else to say. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, it's almost one of those situations where, like, last week, I knew Tyreek was going to get his over on receiving yeah, yards. Yeah. And against the Panthers... I. I almost want to bet his over on receiving yards again, just because I know that he wants to go for that two thousand yard season. And against teams like this, is where he's going to back, back up the you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I. Uh, but then, I mean, then again, you know, if I had to still bet the spread, I'd bet Dolphins. Yeah, I, like which is crazy. It's
0: crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Fourteen right. points is a ridiculous amount. But I mean, the Panthers are just—they're not. These teams are in totally different tiers right now. Yeah, Dolphins are probably one of the five or six best teams in the league. Panthers, I mean, there's definitely a strong argument that they are the absolute worst team in the league. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to put up dummy numbers. They're at home again. And and 47.5 over-under, I really like the over in that one. Okay, yeah, I agree. Of course, yeah. Up next, we got the Patriots going into Las Vegas. They're currently two-and-a-half-point underdogs, over-under 41.5 points. Obviously, it's the Josh McDaniels game, I guess, revenge game for Josh McDaniels. Uh, These two teams are not good. The Raiders, I don't believe in them, I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, Uh, the Packers kind of beat themselves last week, and Aaron Jones may not really hurt them, the Patriots are in an absolute downward spiral, two of the biggest blowouts in their entire franchise history, I think the two biggest blowouts in their entire franchise history over the past two weeks, they're looking to get right, don't really know if Mac Jones is going to be their guy going forward, there's a lot of mystery in the air, this Patriots team has a lot of turmoil around them right now, so can they get it right in Las Vegas, what do you think?
1: Um, just based off of the fact that they're playing the Raiders and the Raiders track record, I think that if I had to, I would bet the Patriots Ooh. in this game. Ooh. I know, I know.
0: I'm, I know. St- I'm still taking the Raiders, I think.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for it. I don't blame you for it. I just think that the Patriots are destined to have this good week, especially against a team like the Raiders. Yeah, that's
0: super fair. Uh, one thing I would be eyeing, and I know it's a really low total, but I would like the under at 41.5. It's also yeah. plus money. Why is, How is it plus 134, dude? I guess just because it's such a low total, yeah. but I would like that just Wait, because... Uh,
1: no, that's that's the money line. That's oh, scary. yeah, you're
0: so right. Yeah, you're so right. Um, yeah, so I, I would like... I would like to think that that's going to go under. Again, I just don't believe in either one of these offenses. And honestly, in Belichick, I trust. Like, I know he's gotten his ass whooped the past two weeks, but he knows Josh McDaniel, the Raiders' head coach, very well. Obviously, longtime OC for the Patriots. I think he's going to know how to stall this offense. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo very well, his strengths and his weaknesses. I think he's going to force him into a lot of errors. And I think the Patriots' defense has a pretty good game this week. But I just don't believe in the Patriots' offense. So, for those reasonings... I think it's going to be under 41 and a half points.
1: Got you. Got you. Would you agree? I would agree. But, um, yeah. It sounded like you were about to say, and for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: up next, we've got the Lions going into Tampa Bay. I actually think this could be a pretty interesting game. Baker Mayfield been playing really, really well. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, have been, especially Mike Evans, have been balling out for this team. Um, still a pretty loaded roster. Honestly, it's a pretty similar roster to when they won the Super Bowl there's not a lot of turnover from that team um the Lions are currently three point favorites who would you lean with here
1: I mean I I would I would go Lions just, I probably would too just because you know for the Bucks to win games and keep games close they really need to, they really need to rely on that connection between Mike Evans and Baker and although Baker's been playing really well so far this season um it's just it, it's or aggress. not only like bound or aggress, but it's just such a toss up each week on whether or not, you know, he's going to show up yeah. in the passing game. So I
0: also don't think they faced. I really like this line's front four, particularly like their defensive line is really deep, really good. Aiden Hutchinson's leading the league in pressures right now. He's having yeah. a crazy year. Um, one line I would really like in this one. Again, another over under total, but the over of forty two and a half points, that's definitely something I'd be eyeing. Lions offense extremely explosive. Again, Baker Mayfield right. having a really good connection with Mike Evans. I would really be eyeing that one if you're betting on this game. But I'll probably stay away from betting on this one. I uh, we'll get we'll come back to some of the games that if are my favorite lines. If
1: I could I would I would buy points to make it minus two and a half or um Oh, it's at minus three. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, I would keep it. I would keep it as it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Okay, up next we got the Cardinals going into LA playing the Rams. They're seven point underdogs. Over under forty eight and a half points. That feels like a line that's just right on the money. I think the Rams probably win by a touchdown. Obviously, the line maker or odds makers know exactly what they're doing. Um, which direction would you lean in this one?
1: <sighs> I mean. I, I guess with Cooper Cup being back and the way Puka's been playing, I, I would, you know what? <sighs> the Cardinals have been playing well, too. So, I, I don't know. I think, I think I'd think go with the Cardinals. I think
0: I would, too. Seven yeah. points feels like a lot for a yeah. divisional game. Yeah. But these divisional games are always like, we just saw this last or two weeks ago with the Commanders. I think they were like eight and a half point dogs to the Eagles. They ended up taking into to overtime, only losing by a field goal i could see something similar playing out here i still think the rams get it done. i still think they're a better team but the cardinals have been really impressive to start out the year uh obviously james connor going down hurts a lot but i think they're still able to do enough i think jobs josh dobbs just plays well enough to keep them hanging around and uh yeah i think the cardinals keep it within seven points sweet up next we got the eagles going into new york playing the Jets. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the over-under isn't lower than this just considering both teams are really dominant defensively. Over-under at 41 points. Spread of Eagles are favored by 6.5. What do you think?
1: Uh, It's tough but I'd take the Eagles. Um,
0: I think I would too, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you know Zach <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to get from Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with both of the defenses being how they are I just think that the Eagles' offense is obviously much better than the Jets' offense. Right. So just based off of that, I think that they'll win by a touchdown.
0: Also, I just think the way they match up with the uh, Jets in particular, like the, we already know the Eagles have one of, if not the best offensive line in the league. And the Jets' biggest strength is their defensive line just as a team. I think they're going to be able to neutralize that aspect of it. And then on the flip side of that, the Jets have had a bunch of injuries along their offensive line. And even though Jalen Carter's dealing with a little bit of an ankle sprain, even if he's not in the game in this one, I still think their rotational pieces are so good for the Eagles that they're going to give Zach Wilson a lot of problems. He's going to be under pressure a lot. And I just believe in the talent of the Eagles. We've seen them consistently do it for, you know, two years now. Um, again, don't really know what you're going to get out of Zach Wilson. So I like the Eagles at 6.5 as well. Up next, this is the toughest line. You want to – I'll start, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Bills, Giants, Sunday Night Football, 15.5 point spread. Over unders at forty three and a half. The Giants are plus seven (laughs) fifty. Um.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Wow. Bills are minus twelve (laughs) hundred. That's insane, dude. I. I
1: mean. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I'd take the Giants. Oh, there it is. I'd take the Giants. All right. Um,
0: Word. I would take the Bills.
1: Yeah, well, you know, not too surprised by that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not even gonna give you any reasoning. Take the Giants if you want to hit the right bet. And <laughs> just thank me later.
0: Honestly, okay, here's the, I'll, 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 make an argument for the Giants, even though I'm still would take the Bills. It's in New York still. There's gonna be a lot of Giants fans there. Saquon's back. Saquon's back. Yeah. And the Giants have. It's one of those things where it's like. When the spread is this ridiculously large, it's so hard not to take the dog. Because right. it's just, like, these are still professional fucking football teams. Like, no matter how different they are, there's so little variance in these team in, like, professional sports, especially at the highest level, where it's, like, anything can happen. You never really know. It's primetime, Sunday night football, a lot of emotions running. Josh Allen might have one of those boneheaded Josh Allen nights where he just fucks yeah. up and doesn't look exactly. like himself. We saw that uh, week one against the Jets, where the Jets... Totally caught off guard with Aaron Rodgers going down, obviously tearing his Achilles, and then the Bills had every single ounce of momentum in that game, and they just couldn't get it done. Josh Allen throws three picks. You can make an argument that he doesn't have his best game. You know they're coming back from London, jet lag might play a factor in this one. There's another argument for the Giants. So I, I, you don't, I just you never know. And again, I would still take the Bills minus fifteen and a half, but there's definitely an argument to be made.
1: I mean, honestly. You know, you're probably right. The Bills beat the Dolphins by 28 points um, two weeks ago. Yeah, damn. Which is just wild. Yeah, wild. Um, But, and they also beat the Commanders by 34 points, and they beat the Raiders by 28. Yeah, so they've been beating the shit out of some teams, yeah. <laughs> and then then they'll have a week like against the Jags lose lose twenty twenty five to twenty. Have a week against the Bills, they lose twenty two to sixteen. What a disappointing start to the season for them in that Jets game. Yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I am gonna still stick with my Giants on this. Yeah, week. no,
0: that's super fair. Definitely a good argument. Up next, we got the Cowboys coming into LA. This is basically going to be a home game for the Cowboys, uh, just given how many fucking Cowboys fans there are here in California. Um, Over under at 50.5. I think it's the highest total. Yeah, highest total of the week by a mile. Um, Makes sense, though, just given where both these offenses are. Austin's back in this one. Cowboys, 2.5 point favorites. What do you think?
1: I like the Chargers at home. Oh. Even the Chargers at home. Yeah,
0: fuck with that. Yeah. I just, I'm worried about. I, I'm worried this might be that typical like Brandon Staley game where I think the Chargers are going to have it. Yeah. And then Brandon Staley's going to do some dumb shit. Like he's going to yeah. go for it on like fourth and four on their own 30 with like two minutes left. And we're just going to be that sitting was... at home like, what the fuck, dude? I'm worried that it's going to be one of those games. Um, but Austin coming back is he is a huge difference maker. Obviously, big Austin fans on this podcast. Um, and I just. I don't know. I just, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I definitely understand why the over under is as high as it is because we know what these offenses can't do. And the Cowboys coming off an absolute ass whooping. They've got a lot to prove to themselves and their fans. It's going to be a home game for them. For sure. Um, I think, if anything, I'd be, I'd like the over in this game, even though it's crazy high. And yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's take the Chargers. Let's ride.
1: Yeah, and something's also telling me that, um, Chiefs Broncos might end nineteen to eight. So if anyone wants to throw a correct score down, nineteen to eight Chiefs over the Broncos. That must be like plus eleven hundred. <laughs> crazy, crazy odds. Oh no. Kidding, kidding. Um but yeah, so I, I like what we had down. Obviously the Chiefs Broncos game we already saw. Um but
0: do you have any best bets? Do you have like two or three? I, you know what? I think
1: from the spreads that, yeah. that we just Yeah, Looked over. I, I kind of wanted to go through uh, player props uh, for just like maybe like a little five-minute yeah. segment. Yeah, 10 minute segment. Um, but there were a few that I really liked. Let me just scan for a second here. Um, we could just cut this. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I like
0: Bengals two and a half. Right. I like Bears plus three.
1: Bengals two and a half at home. Huge. Really like that. Um, I like the Bears plus three, at home. Bengals Bears, two of my favorites on there, um, and then.
0: My last one would honestly be the over in the Lions Bucks game, forty two and a half points. Yeah. It's plus money too. It's plus one or no, I'm tripping. It's minus money, minus one eight.
1: So no, I would definitely say, I, I mean, if you want a, you know, a pretty safe two leg, I would, I would, you yeah. know, Bears uh, spread. With that uh, Bengal spread, yeah, I mean that's. I can get behind that. Uh, those are two that I really like. Um, aside from that, aside from that, I also like the Lions. I like the Lions minus three. I know it's, I no, know it's fair. a toss up, but that's I do, good. I do like that. So those, those are probably my top three.
0: Fuck yeah! All right, so for this next segment, we're gonna talk about some of our favorite player props of the week. I'm gonna start it off. I actually just bought a ticket uh like five minutes ago and it's a single game parlay and i'm really liking the looks of it obviously you like every bet you put place you're not going to place a bet that you're not sure and feeling good about but dj moore over four and a half receptions tj hawkinson over five and a half my general thought process there was dj moore is this bears offense right now obviously eight catches 230 yards three touchdowns last week he's like fifth in the league in receiving yardage or something like that after having two monster games he is this entire passing offense right now and TJ Hawkinson is gonna see a dramatically increased role with JJ Justin Jefferson JJ going to IR so I think five and a half catches is very reasonable it's also fair to say that the Chicago Bears defense has not been playing very well they actually found a little bit of a pass rush like this last week uh, Gervin Dexter had a really good game for him but either way Hawkinson has been a safety blanket has had a lot of opportunity in this offense since he's been there And now with Justin Jefferson out, I really think he's gonna see a dramatically increased role in this offense. So I'm gonna start right there and I'll pass it to Vance. He's gonna say one or two.
1: Um, So the line hasn't dropped for Saquon's receiving yards, but I do think in this game against the Bills, they're gonna have to be throwing the ball a little bit and get a little creative and get their best player involved. And they're not always gonna be able to get him involved in the run game. Um, they're gonna have to get creative with it, like I said, you know, screens um, and you know checkdowns. Love that Saquon makes a move. I don't think his line, I don't think his receiving <clears throat> line is gonna be over twenty two and a half. I shouldn't speculate, but when that drops, I would check that out because I really think he's. I'm gonna, gonna go speculate
0: down. and say it's probably gonna be like sixteen and a half.
1: Right. So I would I would check that line out when it does drop. Um, at the time of this recording, it is Friday. Um, so the lines haven't dropped yet. And then another one that I'm big on this week is Calvin Ridley over 63 and a half.
0: Oh, that's low. Yeah. Yeah. That is really low. Yeah. He might so, go for a buck. Might yeah, go for a hundo.
1: So those, those two are what I'm big on right now. Um, I think Ridley's due for a big week and, um, you know, I think the Giants are going to have to get creative against the Bills to keep this thing close.
0: Love that. Yeah. Is that, that's the only two you want? It's
1: two, it's two I got. Yeah.
0: I got two more to give you before we get out of here. One is Tyreek Hill, just because betting on Tyreek Hill, betting on great players in general. Like I know you were looking at Jamar's line too, against yeah. Seattle. Um, it always just feels like a safe bet to take these incredible receivers over on yardage. Tyreek's is only at 88 and a half right now. I know that's a lot of yards, but it's Tyreek Hill. He can literally do that in like two plays. Um, and they're playing the Panthers. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a blowout. I think he has something to prove because he really wants to get past that 2,000-yard mark like Vance brought up earlier. And it's just not a very good football team. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. He also has a point to prove that he's still the fastest guy in the league. There's been a lot of talks about Devon Achan HM taking over and taking that title from him. I think he wants to prove that. And then the last line I want to talk about was... Uh, what was the last one I want to talk about? Fuck.
1: Well, I mean, I will say... I will say this. Um, I oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> it was uh, Keenan Allen's over. Just, again, same same kind of logic for uh, the Tyreek Hill. But in this case, it's, first off, we know how often the Chargers throw the ball. They throw the shit out of that thing. And now with Mike Williams out, Keenan Allen's role in this offense has only increased. I know there's other dudes there, and Austin's going to be coming back, so he's going to get his but frankly, Keenan Allen has looked unstoppable through the first five weeks of the season. His over-under is currently sitting, I believe, at 88.5 as well. i um, pulling it up right now. 78.5. Take it while you can. It's going to be a really high-scoring game. A lot of passing. Um, Keenan Allen, I expect him to have a really big game this weekend. And that's all I got, unless Vance has anything else he wants to add.
1: Um, I think I'm good with that. Uh, I was going to bring something up about uh, Cooper Cup. I know he played in his... Uh, mm in his last – or in his first game of the season, it was last week. Was it against the Eagles? Yes. It was against the Eagles, right? Yes. And the Eagles have a great defense. He had eight receptions And he went for over 100. And he went for over 100. Um, Right now, his line's at 7.5, and and it's plus money if you take the over. They're playing the Cardinals. Um, I think that Cooper's a guy that they're going to be looking to get the ball to a lot. Um, But then again, you you know, now – with cooper on the field that's going to open up uh puka a lot more too but i still would take uh cooper because both of their lines are at seven and a half and they're both plus money so if you're looking at one Dang. of those i would take cup yeah i
0: would take cup too just yeah. given the role in his offense he's clearly the wide receiver one that's actually a really good call his yardage is currently sitting at 88 or 85 and a half as well that's definitely something i'd be eyeing but yeah, I guess that's all we have for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, be sure to follow me here on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks advance. Yeah, shout nice out. Me on. Absolutely. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime. I appreciate all y'all listening. Follow me on Instagram at League and peace out, y'all.